Hi everyone, we're excited to finally present these guest episodes to you. But keep in mind this interview was recorded on July 18th, 2020 during all the craziness. And without further ado, here's the episode with Cody Johnson. podcast will focus on how creatives learn from their mistakes and how those mistakes have shaped and contributed to their success. During the course of our talk, we would be interested in finding out more about our guests' design process and want them to share it with the world. We hope our guests' stories and messages will inspire creative minds to pursue their calling. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pixel Perfect. Our guest for today's podcast is Cody Johnston. Cody is a UX UI designer, a branding expert, and a creative director based in Boston. He owns a studio called CodyJohnston.Design, where he provides his expertise in visual language and skill to help brands with their graphic identities. Prior to his independent freelance career, Cody's role as an art director at the Creative Circus, Art Noir Wild, Relevant24 and many others have given him a powerful platform of knowledge and experience to deliver best works for his clients. Graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University in 2009, Cody earned his BFA with a major in sculpture and extended media and a minor in crafts and material studies. Very interesting. He later spent two years developing a professional art portfolio at the Creative Circus, a portfolio school for creative alikes. By adapting new skills throughout his career journey, such as UX UI, photography, illustrating, copywriting, you name it, many, many more, right? He becomes an excellent creative mind with many amazing projects. Alongside with his independent studio, he is currently a UX designer for Intrepid Pursuit, a design agency that strongly focuses on UX UI, design thinking, and product strategy. In addition to that, Cody is an active administrator at the Bay State Design Shop, a design community for New England designers, where they can ask questions, share thoughts, and offer constructive critique. And this is where we found Cody. Um, he has had a journey, a unique journey to get to where he is right now. And we are very pleased to have him on our show today. Without any further ado, please welcome Cody Johnston. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank right. you for being here with us. Uh, we, we noticed that, or you just told us that you moved uh, recently. Uh, from one area to Boston to another, is, that's that's exciting. Yeah, it was a, it was it was a it was kind of a long time kind of thing. I mean, my partner wanted to just kind of leave the place that we were at and find like a better space, but you know, for the kind of living requisites that we were looking to have for ourselves. And uh, what's nice about it for me is I've been able to transition into actually having like my own little kind of like design workspace office kind of the smallest room in the apartment but it's, it's perfectly suited kind of so it's it's for, from from the angle of the discussion i guess it's been incredibly healthy uh and we've only been here for like a week or so so the moving process is wrapping up but uh it's it's pretty nice having the space here for sure must be like i mean obviously we're we're recording this or we're recording this in july everyone but um uh, but this is during the time of the pandemic and stuff, and I guess it will probably still be going on by the time this is released. But um, the uh, uh, but like it, it's got to be interesting moving while in the middle of the, all of this stuff, right? Or like, have you noticed? Actually, I got to admit, it was super smooth because the area that we did live in uh, pretty heavily saturated with like the whole like a, a lot of the education crowd within Boston right. like and some of the big universities and 
typically uh, a lot of the moving happens right around September 1st. Um, right. In some areas, like like in Alston, over, over in the Boston Brighton area, they call it like Alston Christmas because everyone's like leaving all their old <laughs> like, uh, But it, it's it's typically really heavy then, and we decided we were going to like break our cycle and move at the beginning of July, both to like get out of that cycle and have better options to choose from in terms of where we were moving, right, right, uh, like unit wise, but also just like the the the, the cost of like you know, moving in, in general, like we hired movers this time around and it was actually cheaper than what it would have cost us to actually move like around August yeah. 1st, September 1st. So just by a two month difference on our lease, like it had, we've saved so much. So it was really just like kind of a financial decision to move right. time. So pretty smooth though. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it, and I think it's because of the pandemic, I don't know, a lot of people moving out sure. there. Um, so, um, and then it's easier, it's much easier to rent, um, like a moving truck, a van to move around, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, this is, it's, it's just so weird, um, what's happening out there. Um, I remember over the weekend, uh, my girlfriend and I, we actually, uh, moved some stuff from New Hampshire down to Cambridge where we live. Um, same thing we had to, you know, wipe down, be very careful about, uh, moving some stuff. Um, so uh, I'm assuming that you 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 guys have to do the same thing um, to take care of yourself. Yeah, I mean, so we did hire movers, but it was very oh, okay. both us and the movers were very conscious. Like we also, uh, my partner did a lot of research, and she found like very, uh, you know, she found a really rep- reputable mover. Like they had great reviews, and their cost was not like absurd. Right. Um, and, and even like handling, like none of our stuff was damaged. It was like, it was honestly a golden experience in terms of like finding movers and like, you know, what they could actually pull off. And right. um, it was actually pretty smooth, but I mean, you know, pandemic wise, like, you know, we, everyone had their masks on, like we were carrying around um, hand sanitizer. We kept our distance. Um, it was, it was pretty smooth. And I assume you were outside most of the time anyway, so it's like... Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I basically the process went down. I, I took a bunch of stuff over in a rental car along with our along yep. with our cat. We had a cat, and I hung out at the new place while she... Um, was my, my partner place? worked in, like, project management on the in within the property management sphere, uh-huh. so when it comes to, like, like, handling stuff in the moment, like, she's really good at that. And, mm-hmm. um, and she was able to, like... She, she was like, I'll stick behind. I'll kind of like direct the movers on, you know, with all the questions they have, you go ahead, take what you need and wait for us to get there. I was like, great. So uh, yeah. it, it, just, it went over really well. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was manageable. Cool. All right. Now we get into the serious stuff here. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Tell us about your biggest mistake in your design career and what oh, did yeah, you learn like, from like, it? Of, of the questions y'all kind of like got me ready for it. Like this one was, this one's hard. Yeah. Uh, this is probably like the hardest one to ask. And not, not for me, not because we're talking about mistakes, but it's like I've grown to be conscious of a lot of the mistakes I've made. I, I think one of the biggest ones though, um and and it's not so much specific but it was like kind of like a curve for me and it was early on in the career but it was like uh when i first started out in the industry not saying anything within the realm of i don't know led to so much anxiety and struggle for me um being uh, like a, a junior art director and you know having having someone ask me something to like like you know prefacing me with some type of work and then just me just going for it without kind of gathering all of the context I needed. Uh, and this was all within like the first year or six months that I'd started out in the industry. And it was, it was, I think any, any, like with what stakes, with what mistakes I can remember having the lack of sleep that I got for about six months straight, uh, from doing like 16 hour days, four days a week, uh, I think, I think not asking stuff in the realm of not knowing, like, you know, not being like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Can you explain more? Can you elaborate? Like the, the kind of like typical consulting questions that you would kind of handle nowadays, like, you know, or throughout experience, I think 
that was one of the biggest things that caused a lot of grief for me was was not being able to admit I don't know because I was afraid that it was going to um, you know to kind of like make it look like I couldn't do the job which is I learned later on after that was not the case at all yeah. you know because I was like my title at the time was junior art director so it's like clearly really? like from someone who is more experienced than I was looking at me it was like okay this guy this kid's new he's got a lot to learn right so my I was like, man, I got hired at this big agency. I'm a junior art director. I, I've got to be able to do the job. And I, was yeah. like, I didn't always ask. I didn't always say, like, I don't know, or can you elaborate, or, like, you know, just just pushing for more information, whereas, like, I'll figure it out myself and look like a shining star kind of thing. I see. So was there, like, a, was there a specific example of when you actually just didn't know something and it affected your design project or what you were working on? Yes, give me a second. I don't think of the book here. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is like, uh, this is a while ago, it's like seven years ago. Um, I think, I think part of it was like one of the, one of the first clients I ever worked on was an insurance company. Um, uh, at, uh, at my first job and it was it was more along the lines of with everything that I thought I had learned or everything that I did learn about the process uh, within my, my time at portfolio school um, in Atlanta and when I came here at this job like being on the project I had I was like asked to do like something with like a really obscure market um, it was like it was like something along the lines of insuring like large uh, commercial trucks, mm-hmm. and it was tough because I didn't at the time I didn't realize how the lifestyle of that worked. And when we were handed the brief, it was like, oh, you're you're designed like from account. It was like you're designing these things for you know people eighteen to sixty five who drive commercial trucks. I was like, oh, right. that's just um, that really paints a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody who can possibly drive a commercial truck with a CDL. Um, so it was like, I, I, instead of like, like now handling that, I look back, I would have been like, man, I would have like asked around the agency who knows anything about, you know, like people who drive commercial trucks. Do they know anyone? Is there people I can call and talk to them and get to know their lifestyle? And like all this like inquisitive nature that I have now. But like back then I was like, okay, I'll Google this and find out. And like, mm-hmm. and on top of just not having the experience of like managing my time as well. And like, not, not to mention it was difficult because I worked at an agency where from what I had been told by everyone right before I started, they got rid of all the project managers. So I was like, I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> right. So it was, um, it was, it was difficult because within that process of, of you know, not asking, I don't know, what ended up happening, uh, you know, or not, it, it's not saying I don't know and not asking more questions. What ended up happening is I spent like probably three times as long on it as I needed to. And I lost so much sleep. And I just like, I, I remember I was, I was, I had this like, there was this office next to me because we were at the time in this like corporate building before the agency moved to another building. And there was this, when I first started, there was this office next to me that had this like empty little like double like long seat IKEA couch, and I moved into my office because someone left it behind. And like I remember when this happened, I was like there until like six a.m. I I got the task done. I spent like a week on it. I was like I I, I went to I slept on the couch at six a.m. Woke up at eight thirty because my my ACD was knocking at the door and like of my office and opened it up and was like you ready and I was like huh what like yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh and like brought all the spare t-shirt with me and I was like oh can I, I uh, my copywriter was like dude you look dead do you want me to present these and I just felt I I'm like I'm like oh my god I was this is just like I was like I was the art director on it I should have been presenting the visuals and I was just like I was so dead and so overworked because I didn't ask or I didn't know how to ask like the right questions and I didn't right. I didn't ask like you know you know I didn't practice more of inquisitive nature at the time and it was just like basically it all came down to saying like hey I don't know much about this. Yeah. Like, how do I find out more about it? Like, even as simple as being like, 
you know, I have no context on this. Can anyone help me? Like, right, right. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of that in my early stages, uh, or within like the first year. So, wow. yeah. What um, what an experience you have. Um, it's um, it's, so from what you um just told it, it sounds like you're you're you you've grown a lot more as a designer, uh, from all of those experiences, um, and. And I'm just curious how um, do you get into design from uh, from what you earned from your degree? Because in your degree, you got uh, like a sculpture and extended media and uh, a minor in uh, crafts and material studies. So um, how how did you trans transform yourself from that into craft design industry and experience all of this um all of these um career experience yeah sure let me see if i can summarize those 10 years um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no uh so um i guess i guess just to clarify a little bit more too because like now i'm at like accenture digital products um you know with like the, the agency you mentioned intrepid is actually kind of like a part of accenture digital products now okay um you UX work, whereas when I first started my studies into understanding uh, conceptual creativity, uh, or just really, I don't even like seeing creativity with that regard of my undergrad degree, it's more so just like kind of conceptual process or engineered conceptual process. I started, I, I came out of a bubble and went into art school, like, like an art college that was very, very well known for a lot of its programs. and. Um, essentially, when I went through those four and a half years, I had some fantastic teachers, and um, it wasn't until my final semester where I started to really understand that, uh, at least from my perspective, but like art itself, it, like when you go into a gallery, um, artwork is not art is not what you're looking at. What you're looking at is a documentation of the art. Art is a process. Um, and this is this is just the art form. This is not like communication creativity. This is not the creative. This is all just just human creation, and this is all just art itself and and the craft of it. And when you go into a gallery looking at things, that that isn't a finished product. That's just a documentation. Um, uh, when you look at painting, they basically the painter basically stopped and started studying his process or her process or their process somewhere else. Um, so, so nothing. When when you hear the phrase like nothing is ever actually finished, it's true because it's all just a process. Um, there, there is no finite end to it, and that taught me so much and gave me such a strong perspective to have on everything else. But for me, when I left undergrad and took kind of like almost a year off, right after leaving, I was like, all right, like this was a great learning experience. I was like, but I don't think this is the exact direction that I want to pursue, which is okay. And I was like. I started realizing like oh, like typefaces are kind of cool. Like I learned what typefaces were, like a like the word typeface just versus just font. And I started learning about like color combinations. And I was like, man, I should really start looking in design. And I already was really interested in art direction because of a friend of mine from college that I lived with for a long period of time, also really into it and studying it. Um, and then I ended up going to the Creative Circus uh, in Atlanta, and which is like primarily a portfolio school for art direction, design, copywriting, basically advertising and design, anything in our industry really. And they're they're fantastic. It's like this super dope little school like in um, the middle of Atlanta, and it's it, from the outside. It's like right next to the train tracks, and it, it like when I went there, it, it did like with the exception of the branding and signage on the front. Like if you stood in the back, it was like oh, this is like a warehouse. Um, and the inside, the inside is like super colorful, super bright, like full of teachers who are currently industry professionals. Um, and you're there to build up a portfolio. So when I went from uh, my undergrad of, of kind of understanding process, uh, I was bringing that into a strategic creative world. So in that sense, like with what we do today, it's, it's for solving problems. And I was, of course, going in on the visual side and I was studying art direction and design. And I think what brought what, what I brought with me was kind of unique because even though I didn't really understand marketing at the time and I didn't really understand, uh, you know, 
uh, strategic writing or, or journalism or anything really, because I, I was meeting a lot of other people that were coming into it with that experience. Uh, what I think it did give me is an understanding of how things like connect throughout a process. Um, so kind of like going through all the different lessons that I learned at the circus, and it was really kind of understanding that, um, you know, it's throughout the process of trial and error and throughout the process of like uh, an example would be like, you know, like sketching out uh, 111 thumbnails uh, that would then be broken down into 77 larger thumbnails then down into like 33 bigger ones, then into 11 and seven and three. And then the final version, which was a giant poster. So it's like, I understood the importance of that process, even though it was like tiring to do that over the course of like a couple of days. Um, but it was like, it, it brought in this understanding where I kind of understood conceptually the idea of what, like what to look for within this process and find things and make them work and like expand upon it. So, um, I guess it, essentially like when I came out of that, I was, you know, and still to this day having this kind of like this foundation of experimenting and like playing around with the process when I'm working on something uh, while still kind of like balancing like the ethical nature and like the strategic nature of what I do in terms of like it being business and solving business problems. So. Mm. Super interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love when you say about the design process of how you, um, you, you know, you, you go through, a process of trying errors. You you experiment. You you play with uh, um, design objects, materials, uh, things like that. You you think a lot uh, about types, colors. Um, that is to me um, is unique about you know uh, you already because you can actually see things um, in kind of like a design um, eye. Uh, which is very cool. So speaking of the design process, I know that you mentioned it and that you, you, you like to play with experiments, um, but how, how, how do you describe, let's say I come with, I come to you with, um, an idea of a logo design, how, how, how's your, what is your design process for that specific project? So nowadays, um, when I like, like for your example, like if a client came to me doing a logo, which this actually happened pretty recently. Um, nowadays, I like I have like with all this experience and understanding that the, the, this kind of empathetic understanding, realizing that you know, okay, I'm the designer, I'm, I might be the creative one, but when someone comes to me with a business problem like that there's a consulting angle that has to be taken and not just in the sense that, you know, all right, I'm a designer, I should consult with them, I should make sure that the right decisions are made, but it's also a consulting angle in the sense that, um, you know, they are the expert in their business and they're coming to me because they see me as some form of an expert in what I do. Um, so nowadays, like, even though I kind of describe a lot of that creative process and influence, um, the first and foremost thing I come with it as is it, it, it's, it's a very heavy consulting angle. Um, and when I say that, um, it's always making like clients aware that, you know, when I suggest something uh, or when I recommend something, it's because I highly recommend it for like kind of like the health and success of their brand, kind of like letting them know that I'm looking out for them. So um, when it comes to like, you know, a logo design, like I, I recently started a I started a project not long ago with a client of mine um, who didn't have anything design-wise, and he had this idea that he had like sketched out, um, which is great because it's like it's nice for the client to kind of have like an, uh, an idea down, right. and because there's there's hidden elements of structure and direction within that, within what they're looking for, without them understanding maybe like how to say it. And um, for me, when he brought it to me, I was like, "This is great. This is a great starting point." Uh, he described like the story. He actually like it was great from the start because he he right after that sent me like a, i was like i asked him for more of a story behind the company and like what it was and so i could like find yeah. cool details and like a few details within the uh like a, like large story and he sent me this long email and he was like sorry it's so long and i was like don't be sorry this is perfect this isn't everything like this is huge this is way more than some other clients give 
Um, and essentially, like with the sketch you gave me and the story you gave me, I was able to derive uh, not only kind of like an understanding of how he might want to go, direction he might to go, but like what I, what I as like the design consultant and the person creating the uh, communication solution for him uh, would recommend. And the process went really smoothly. Uh, you know, I, I, from there, it's like after that, that consultancy has happened, it really kind of like just depends on the problem being at hand being solved. So it's like for this specific instance, both to your example, Andy, and like kind of what I'm referring to with the logo design. So it, it was essentially like going through uh, the discussion and then kind of researching solutions, doing a lot of like just the, the mood boarding research, a lot of that creative process of just finding things and putting together a mood board and starting like kind of like the sketch and thumbnail phase and and you know being influenced by the shapes and contours and everything like that to working into like actual design iterations from there in a digital format um me personally uh i i i use a rule of three like i i always design in iterations of threes because it's uh like studies have shown that it's easier for people to pick things when there's an eye um and you know I, you, from there, it's like, you know, I design in threes and, you know, I have a set round of revisions uh, that we've established in a contract uh, prior to. And it's like, uh, after that, it's, it's you know, they, they pick a direction and then we revise upon that direction. Um, you know, we, we, however many revisions are set, we finalize it, polish the execution. Um, you know, and, and when that, once everything's kind of polished up and uh, delivered, uh, everything's delivered in, um, you know, sort of a, a, a very organized and, uh, you know, format for client use. So, like, if I deliver a vector file to a client, like, it's typically not just an AI file. I'll do like my SPGs and, and the various size PNGs. And if, if there's any layers within the file, uh, they're all compressed to a simple shape. So it's easy, easy to navigate. Everything's labeled within it. There's a file naming structure with everything, a folder structure, so that when I make new work down the line, um, so for, for this instance, I designed the logo for him when I got to this point and sent him the file, you know, black and white variations and the different file types. And uh, I built up, I, I set the standard for like a folder structure so that not only was organized from my end, but as he received new stuff as we worked together further, that he had, you know, a place where it could all live. So that when I sent him updates, I'd send him the logo file again, and then like the new business card folder that was inside that parent folder with, with the same process in mind. So it's kind of the balance between, uh, you know, there, there, there's a two-sided approach for, it, for me. And, you know, there's the creative side, which really kind of more so lives within the internal aspect of what I do in the production. And then there's the uh, client-facing side, which is like the consulting side. Right. Uh, you know, you're basically just delivering uh, 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 an asset to them like it's something at the part of their business um and with that it's like you know all right now they have this thing which is a digital file that they need to be able to plug into websites so that they can run their business like if they don't look at it the same way we do and i think as a consultant it's important to be you know empathetic with that and uh, that's why i kind of take that like very organized structured approach because it's ultimately it's easier for them to you know to, 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 to understand and to use those assets and to have a better yeah. experience right. just like navigating those things versus just, I guess, like to pro provide like kind of like a uh, opposing example is, is when I've had friends who are just like, yeah, just send them like a, a bunch of logos and have them, uh, which one do you like best? And, right. it's like, and they come back and pick one and then I'm like, okay, great, I'll, I'll, I'll save this out. And they save it and they send them a couple files and they have this like arbitrary naming structure that they don't use for other clients. And it's like, and and then the client asks them to find something and then they're like, oh man, I gotta I track this file down, I gotta do all this. And then they send all these right. things and there's no system or structure to it. Yeah. You're not That's building true. a language and a repertoire with your client. It's right. You know, kind of like have some sort of like, you know, ability to create a language within it so yeah and 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 hands down to good organization for sure yeah for sure <laughs> um does you so because you you are like you know it seems like you've been in different fields of design like art direction ux ui brand stuff too uh, does your process ever change for each project um because of your different titles 
Yes, and it's not because of different titles. It's because uh, every process or every project and every brand or every client problem is different. Right, that makes sense. Uh, if a client comes to me with an established brand and they need like illustration work done, uh, that process is going to be uh, definitely be very different than my branding process. Uh, like if of there's course. an established brand, I've got colors. I've got typefaces. I've got, you know, hopefully I've got like some sort of guiding lines and guide principles and stuff like that. Um, and you know, I can, you know, if the if the if it's a well designed uh, brand and logo, like I can actually bring in influence from that on how I illustrate. So with that, I'm not. I might not give them three illustration options rather than after a discussion, you know, doing like a large sketch of an illustration and giving them a round of revision on that sketch before I actually design it digitally. Right. Um, an example where it's like it's instead of threes, it's one, but it's it's something that grows, and that's part of the thing that within the consulting nature of it that I explained to them like this is what the process will be like. This is what you can expect. You're going to be heavily involved in these parts, and you're going to have a lot of say whenever I bring these things into you talking about revision. So it's like, and and it's similar process with like you know uh, uh, UX design as well. Like uh, you know I'm not going to throw a bunch of different options at them from the start like I'll, I'll break down like the flow of it and then you know after that it's like wireframing and then working your way up through the fidelity of it like it's, right. it's different bit, both based on the problems that need solving as well as uh the project at hand and what's being executed and uh you know how established said client is like are they brand new do they have nothing uh, have they been around for 20 years and they need a refresh? Like, are they mm-hmm. are they changing their company and completely rebranding? Like, it, it's it's really is down to the matter at hand. So. Right. So the more questions you asked, um, the better you 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 your direction will will get as well. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Because okay. I mean, the the biggest mistake you can make is just like going off and making something. Uh, it's better to ask a shit ton of questions. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have all the information, but I am asking these questions so that I do so that I can influence my process so that I can better help. I see. Um, how do you like? What if a client doesn't like the design you do? How do you deal with that criticism? So, I think when I was younger, um, that would be hard. Uh, there's a there's a a big piece of me, and this this kind of gets into like you know, the realm of like advice for anyone who is interested in design mm-hmm. too, but it's, we're about it's, to ask that question. So. What's that? We're about to ask that question, but yeah, yeah this kind of leads into that. So yeah. it's like, the thing is, and I guess I'll just kind of answer that previous question by kind of diving into this. Of course. When you work in design, um, you don't own a concept, you don't own an idea, you don't own an execution unless you are the only one who works on it or collaborates on it for its lifespan. The moment you collaborate is the moment it is no longer yours. To say it's to say it's yours is hubris, that's your ego talking, uh, that is you trying to validate yourself or your efforts. Um, you're... you're it's when I when, when you design something for a client, it, it belongs to the client. Like when you're in your nine to five and you're designing something, um, when the world sees it, they see that brand and that that brand made that thing. Right. You know, you, this is a piece of artwork where you get a signature on it. So, good point. Like this thing in age, like when I bring stuff to a client, you're like, I don't like any of this. I'm like, that's fine. It doesn't solve your problem. You know, or or more so it's like if they're like i really don't like any of this i'm like can you explain why can you elaborate like i want to know what you don't like so that we can remove that aspect from the design and better solve the problem for you because ultimately um especially with like freelance work uh, but even during like nine to five agency work um it, it's you're you're solving a problem for them and you know if, if they don't think you're solving the problem like they're part of your team you're supposed to be collaborating with them you're just the design expert whereas they are expert in x product or service um so it's like they may have all the information on um you know on uh like let's say it's like you know a, a pharmaceutical app or something like that like they may have a lot of information on pharmaceuticals and stuff like that that better influence what you're designing for 
but you know you're the expert on design and if you come to something with them where they're like that really doesn't get you know we don't feel like that actually gets the customer to you know or the user to to you know the the, the end line that we're looking at you know that's when you start asking questions like it's it's for someone to take it personally or for, or for a designer to take it personally or to be like upset that a client doesn't like the work that's their own problem they they've done that to themselves and when they get you know uh gossipy or shit talk in the background like afterwards like you know that they're they're waiting for someone else to validate their efforts and that's that that's you know you don't need to validate your own self like you're doing work it's out there in the world so mm, i see wow that's that's very very powerful um i like that a lot yeah um, uh, a lot of a lot of the things you said um, resonated with me, um, so um, I, I I just feel like I still have a long way to go on this one for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm still working on it. Yeah, yeah I mean, same. It, it's not easy. Like it came to me over time, and it's like, you know, the only things that the only things that I own, the only things that I can say, like, you know, and and even then, I'm I'm like I'm hesitant about saying like I think this is good because all all design is essentially subjective but like the only things I can say I own are the ones that I've made like I I designed a poster for a beer poster show the poster was my design like Mm -hmm. I I hardly got any feedback on it or I didn't you know really ask too much about it like that was something that I made that was a concept that I thought would be cool and I put it together and I did it I can say that I did that um, the logo that I'm currently working on for, or not currently working on, but the logo that I designed for my current client, that's not my logo. I didn't make that. We made it. He provided me a story. He came to me with the problem. Um, you know, me going through revisions with him and talking about what he wanted to do or which one he liked, his, his input and his decision-making came into that. So that is something that we worked on together, and that right. logo belongs to his company. Yeah, that... The, the idea of the logo belongs to his company because that is his brand. That's the brand's personality. It has nothing to do with me. Right. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it is that once you, like even with a client, once once you have input from someone else, it's not your project anymore. It's it's yeah. a collective thing. And, and um, it's a fact. And yeah. that's, that's the thing. That's what some people imply about teamwork. Like, yeah. Client projects that you're nine to five, like credit for your efforts is not your concern. You right. can't blame your ideas at an agency. Uh, when they go out in the world, they're not your ideas. Like right. if you're designing for something at your nine to five, you're solving for someone else's business communication problem, not your own. Yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense. So then that takes us to our the big question that you you've been prepped for. Um, what advice would you give to anyone who is interested in graphic design or just the design industry in general? Um, I think to kind of summarize all that and, and kind of answer that big question is if you're looking at going into design, um, you're not going into it to make things that look cool. You're going into it to solve problems. And you're going into it to solve problems for other people when they don't know how to solve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a good way of that's, saying it. Yeah, if you, absolutely. If you want to create things that look cool, like you can do that on the side. Like I've got a buddy who is in a similar boat as me. Like he's, he's full time. He's a UX designer. And then freelance, he does branding UX illustration. Um, and on the side, he's starting to design toys and, uh, he's like that, that's his thing. He's, he's working with some 3d designers, but he's like, he illustrates the entire thing. And he hires a, you know, he, he hires and collaborates with like a, a 3D designers to like do the 3D modeling, and he kind of like creative directs it. But he's that that's his passion project. That's what he's just creating. Like he's just like this would look cool. I'm gonna draw it, and he draws it, and he's like, and he does all his iterations on it, and he's like, I'm gonna have a toy made out of this because it ties like it's because of this concept, and it, I was influenced by this plant that I had on my shelf. It's really fucking cool. That's his, that's his thing. That's what he does on his own. But like all of his work during the day to day, like there's no credit to take, like that's a team effort and there's no credit to take because it's like, you don't take credit. Credit is given to you. It's Mm -hmm. like, say it's the thing with like awards. Like you don't take an award. An award is given to you by others, in which case it should not confirm you 
whether it's a credit or reward, like how valuable it is. That's not, you know, that's not something that you should concern yourself with because that's your ego trying to tell you that you did a good job or you being concerned that you did a good job. Like, just do the job, just do the work and learn from your mistakes and enjoy making mistakes for that matter. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, I'm loving this conversation that we're yeah, having right same. now. Yeah, um, same. This is awesome. So, um, so moving on, um, I, um, I I like to know how you um, with the design skill and everything that you do with design. Um, how do you manage other factors in your life? Let's say um, when you feel stressed. Uh, what do you usually do? Um, how to do with your time management? Um, like sleep, eating, uh, finance, finance, um, even. So, yeah. Can you tell us? Can you share your experience with us? Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a loaded question here. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No worries. Um, let's see here. It's. I guess when it comes down to like. I feel, I feel like I have a, because I practice so much, I feel like I have a better hold on like my design skills and everything like that. But I think it's, you know, I'm human and I struggle in many areas, just like a lot of other people do. And, and I think that's worth noting too, because we all often get caught up in like, uh, and, and I, I still do it to this day, even though I know better, but I, I get caught up in like the stresses of anxiety and anxieties of like, you know, uh, you know, am I doing this right? You know, am I, am I, is this going to bomb? Like I, I, I'll have like anxiety, like catch me and prevent me from doing work in the moment because I'm like asking, my brain is cycling through questions and you know, the, with that come the stresses and, and, and like, in some cases, like a little bit of depression of just like dealing with those things. And, you know, it, it's important to remember, and this kind of comes back to kind of the, the ego topic, topic, but like almost 99% of the time, no one is thinking about those things about you that you are thinking. Like no, you're, those may be at the forefront of your mind and you may be thinking like, oh, all these people that I'm working with probably think that I'm like, like screwing up at this or like they might be noticing like faults in this process that they're not telling me about yet and no one's thinking because everyone's got their own shit to do mm-hmm. and it's you know it's one of those things where and i still make these mistakes like it, it's not like it's like i learned it and don't do it anymore but because uh, like every process is a little different and, and you just kind of try to gotta try to remind yourself of these things but it's like you know this kind of comes back to what we were joking about before earlier. Uh, but it's like, you know, we're, we're just, you just kind of figure it out. Like you, and I say that a lot. I'm like, we'll figure it out. Like, you know, it, it, it it's, I, I say that without any semblance of like toxic positive positivity, but like, I'm like, you know, you, you'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like we'll work through it. Like, you know, I may be stressed about it at the moment. Like, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go work out or maybe I'll, uh, take a breather and take my mind off of it, play some video games or something or, mm. um, and just like, you know, come back at it and just address it again. Like it, it's, you know, those, those things, those anxieties are tough to deal with definitely for a lot of people, but it's important to remember that you're one, you know, the spotlight's not on you. You're not, you're not one in a million. You're one of a million. And it's also important to remember that you're not the only person going through that feeling. Like there are other people who are with you in that and you don't even know who they are or you may know who they are, uh, whether or not they spoke up about it or not. Like, you know, it's especially during this day and age, like with being in quarantine and isolated for a lot of people, it's a, it's a legitimate struggle. And, you know, it's important to remember that we're all in it together, you know, whether it's like a design project or, um, you know, you get unemployed. Uh, I've been unemployed before. Like it's it's not a shameful thing. It's not a, uh, a thing to beat yourself up about. I did it. It wasn't worth beating myself up about because I came out of it. Um, you know, it's it's there. You know, there are many aspects of life that you're going to quote fail in, and it's important to remember that that struggle that struggle and stress within failure is actually good for you. That helps you grow. Um, 
Mm. Um, and it's important to remember when someone says that you're not alone in it, it's because like you can you should you should feel comfortable reaching out and talking to people you trust. Uh, you know, about themselves and asking them how they would handle it or how they have handled it. They would handle it. So. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah, that's, I like that. Um, okay. Uh, what does being creative mean to you? Being creative mean to me? Um, Jesus Christ. That might be the hardest question. Yeah. I actually don't think I've ever been asked that before. Alright, well, I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a, damn. What does being creative mean to me? Yeah, I'm not, to be fair, I'm not sure I, I know how to answer that either, so. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I don't think it really means anything to me. I think it just is. Right. Yeah, it's, it's just what I do. I, it's not something I think about. Like, I'm not telling myself every morning when I get up, I'm trying to be more creative today. I'm, I wake up and I'm like, I have X list of things to do. Or maybe it's the weekend and I'm like, I'm shutting my brain off. Like, I, I never really think about what it means to be creative, but I guess, I guess, I guess if it, if I had to answer that, it would be that. I guess for me, what it means to be creative is is being able to contribute to others, to other people's well being, because I know that having a creative skill set to solve problems is exactly that it's 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 a problem solving technique and if you're not being generous with that uh you know what's the point right i think what it means to be creative for me is it's it's a there's a it really means just kind of giving something else to the world as best that i can i guess that's such a fucking <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. good. I like it. Yeah, I, it's more because I I remember there was one client I had who, like I I created something for him. It was just like a logo or some brochures and stuff. And then uh, he comes back to me saying like you could you could can you do this more creatively, or like just <laughs> just do this but be more creative with it. And it's just like what does that mean? Yeah, so. So that's really where that question came from, where I was just like, what does creative even mean like that? So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think being creative um, means different things to different people. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, also, I think I'm on the same page with you, Cody, that I think um, right now I'm trying to uh, give myself um, well, try not to beat myself up and try to try to think about this as a collective work that you like you mentioned before and try to be try to give uh, more uh, instead of thinking about um, me myself. Right. Um, so I think this is this is a great uh, question um, and a great answer from you as well. Yeah. I also think I also think now that like I've sat here. I'm marinating my head too while listening to y'all too is I think another thing of what being creative means is more so it's more so of a responsibility for people who are creative at least or who like pick up being creative as a role in their life I think there's a responsibility too to explore the unknown because there are people out there who are creative there are people out there who claim they aren't in my personal opinion everyone is just a matter of expert process but um, I think being creative uh, puts a certain responsibility on your shoulders to explore the unknown because that's part of what creativity is. It's and that's part of what you know I learned back in undergrad with understanding conceptual process or trying to understand it at least. Like part of that is just letting your brain go, letting yourself explore something that you know others that that in your realm and bubble be be it how large or small it is like you haven't had the experience of seeing others explore like explore that unknown and explore that kind of area that hasn't been dove into yet 
um, you know, I think I think a, a better way to articulate that is like my approach with illustration because I I can't tell you the countless number of people that have told me, oh, I can't draw or illustrate. I'm like, you can. You just associate illustration with two things: one right. being like this final finished beautiful product, and two watching process videos and be like, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, Maybe you can't do that, but if you're drawing stick figures on that's creative paper you can start practicing drawing stick figures and get really fucking good at that yeah mm -hmm. and create like some extraordinary online comics that then gain traction and you know have give you a side hobby like it's all about process and yeah it's important for us creatives to explore the unknown and not be afraid of failure along the way that's a good way of putting yeah. it yeah um okay i i, I we we all we get in there. We almost yeah. um, get to the point that we <laughs> we can uh, uh, stop. Um, so, what are you currently working on right now, Cody? Um, aside from my uh, kind of like during the day uh, full time job uh, at Accenture uh, Digital Products, um, I'm currently working on, um, and I kind of brought it up a little bit before, but uh, I've done. Basically, from the start of the brand initial branding up until now, what I'm doing is like some starting UX and uh, just some like small work for like a small independent um, little company out of uh, Virginia. It's this uh, shellfish company called Lambert Shellfish, and um, it's just uh, it's it's a it's. Uh, get my story straight here. Sorry. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> that's it. It's a it's a friend of a friend and. Uh, he and his dad basically started a shellfish company where they're also incredibly conscious of the environment and like their conservation efforts, even down to like being willing to spend extra money on completely uh, environmentally green friendly packaging. Um, but I've been doing like a lot of the all around uh, brand collateral and digital work for them. Um, they're based out of like the Chesapeake Bay over in like Machupongo, Virginia. Um, and they, they do shellfish, they do oysters and the like, um, and they do like a, a really unique and like healthy process, but it's, uh, it's been, it's been extraordinary. It's probably one of the best clients I've ever had because nice. like from, from the get go, you know, communication was incredible with this guy and it's like, you know, we both see it as like, all right, well, he's the expert in shellfish and, you know, like aspects of aquaculture and I'm the expert in design for him. And it's like, that's how we work. Like if I have questions about like his process or what he does, or if I'm working on something, I'll ask him. And if he has like a business problem that requires a design solution, he'll ask me. Um, and we're both open to like suggestions and stuff too. And like looking into other things. And like, he also gets like really excited about the design. So it's like, I think part of like part of that, I guess I would call it success in the, the relationship was from the get go, just kind of estab establishing like the uh, consulting relationship that we were going to have, of just you know, you know, being, you know, I'm there to help solve his problems and make sure that he has, like, yeah, you know, I'm there to make recommendations to make sure that his business is is successful and that I'm looking out for the well being of his business that pertains to my skill set. Mm. I see. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a working on an oyster farm is, it, or like working on the, the design for an oyster has been a lot That's of fun. Great. So. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna end, we usually end these on like some silly question here. Uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of tr tripped up some guests in the past, so. Uh, it's, uh, what is your spirit animal and why? Um, hmm. See, I feel like it's easier when you ask someone else what's what another person's spirit animal is because yeah. it's like, I, I hate I hate describing myself. Um, hmm. Spirit animal. What do I do throughout my day? I would have to say, okay, so this is good. This is going to come off as a, a contradiction of what I just said, because I am a Leo. 
I, I would say my spirit animal is a lion. Okay. Okay. I mean that in the sense of a male lion. So I'm getting pretty specific here because it's the nature of a male lion that they do some work, but they also lie around a lot of the time and they like to do it when they can. So. <laughs> yeah. That works. Yeah. I like it. Uh, but they, they hold, hold like a sense of pride at times. And I think that's me. I, I you know. I hate describing myself, but I have no problem talking about myself. That <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> it's fine. That's cool. I would, have, I would have to say I would have to say a male lion. Okay. I like it. Um, the biggest Leo move I can make. It's like Leos are obsessed about themselves, and yeah. their astrological sign is a lion. So of course I'm fucking gonna say a lion. Right, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then uh, lastly, where can people find you online? Um, well, I think just recently I'm like, I like took my website down because I want to like revamp it. Cody Johnston dot design is pretty much like my handle in all the places where my design lives. So whether it is my website, it's Cody Johnston dot design, or if you look at that on Instagram or on dribble, it's the same URL, same uh, username. And so, uh, that's branding for you. You know, it should be consistent all the way across. Of course. Uh, but uh, yeah, Cody Johnston dot design. You can find me on Dribble and Instagram right now. So I, I haven't been posting a lot of stuff lately because I've been busy. But there's stuff coming down the pipeline, so it's worth keeping an eye out for. And you're also on the Bay State Design Shop as well. So oh yeah, yeah. Um, I help. Uh, I help with the goings on at the Bay State Design Shop. It's a design community here in New England. Um, I'm surprised I didn't shout out to that sooner. Um, it's fine. Yeah, the, the founders. Uh, but my buddies Eric and Ryan kind of started it up, I want to say like two or so years ago, and I kind of hopped on board with them, helping out wherever I can. I do a lot of like the social media and like just whatever kind of, you know, collaborative admin stuff I do with them in terms of the channel, because or in terms of the Slack workspace, like whether it's like someone asking about a new channel being made or like, you know, new ideas for BSDS. Cause it's, or being a guest on your podcast. <laughs> or being a guest on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess, like, my role in there is, like, along with, like, my experience in, like, social media advertising and handle the social media account, but it's also just, like, part of it is just, like, you know, uh, helping cultivate things without it being complete and utter chaos. Like, it is a community, and it's there for, like, uh, the New England creative industry, but it's also not, it's a pretension-free space, as, like, as I love to quote Ryan all the time. And those areas where we welcome, you know, anyone associated with New England design or illustration or animation or photography or art direction or what have you, anything in the visual creative industry. Um, it's gotten pretty big. It like has a Slack workspace and I think the free limit of members on uh, Slack on a free workspace is a thousand. And I think we're at like 850 or something like that. So it's, it's getting up there, but uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a, rather fucking vibrant community I mean, it, it like people are always looking and especially like when they move into boston or the surrounding areas they're like you know how do i connect with people and i've heard countless number of people within the uh, within the community be like this has been that place where now i have like a bunch of friends in new england um and it just feels really good to like kind of be a part of that and to kind of you know help cultivate that atmosphere and kind of create like a, a space where especially now like where people can um, you know, whether they're like what I mentioned before, like whether they're going through struggles and being isolated or, you know, talking about issues that matter or just being able to kind of like, you know, rest their brain and talk about some cool designs or what people are listening to music wise or things like that or, or podcasts. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, Bay State Design Shop, check it out. It's bsds.co is the site for short. You can just like, you know, request an invite and put your New England deets in and, and whatnot. And uh, if anyone does join, just hop onto the general channel, introduce yourself, provide some links to your work, say hi, people will say hi back. It's pretty cool. Mm. Awesome. Great, great. All right. Um, uh, this is it. We did it, guys. Yay. Uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this has been awesome, awesomely great. Um, we are very thankful for you uh, to be here, Cody. Um, yeah, so happy to, happy to have been a part of it. This was this was a lot of fun. 
it really was. And it's, I think, yeah. I think what's nice about this podcast, guys, is that it's covered a lot of. I think, I, I think your your efforts here are something that are worthwhile because it's making mistakes is a is a is the struggle that a lot of creatives not only deal with but don't know how to handle a lot of times. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's been our yeah, purpose. Absolutely. I, yeah. I applaud for this. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We uh, thank you so much for that. So um, that's it for today's podcast. Um, I again like to thank Cody for taking the time to chat with us. Um, we hope you enjoy our conversation. You can follow us on Instagram at Pixel Perfect Talk or visit our website at pixelperfect.blog for more information. Um, Once again, thank you for listening, and until next time, stay safe and healthy, everybody. My name is Andy Doan. And I'm Brett Duboff, signing off.